It is once more a beautiful Friday. I'm Dan Van Zalen. This is Speaking for Him with our host, Andrew Gommerson. Thank you, Dan. And today we have a very special episode, our annual Thanksgiving celebration. So um, we are going to be talking about any number of things Thanksgiving. But before we begin, Daniel, why don't you start us off with our quote of the day? Thanksgiving is one of my favorite days of the year because it reminds us to give thanks and to count our blessings. Suddenly, so many things become so little when we realize how blessed and lucky we are. Joyce Garad. And I just, I really like this um, quote. I think it puts things in perspective. Sometimes things um, do not uh, go our way. Um, Sometimes things are discouraging. I know for me and probably some of Some of you as well, um, this midterm elections did not go the way we anticipated, but we can be thankful that God is still God, that he's still on the throne, that he's still making decisions as God that are in our best interest, and he's still continuously proving that he is faithful and good. So I'm grateful to be here with my friends um, Denise and Naomi, hello, who will also (laughs) be joining us. In a couple of weeks, as we kick off our um, Advent podcast, we're going to talk about Advent this year for the holiday season. So look for that um, starting two weeks from today. It's going to be fun. But oh, I r- hope so. But right now, um, we are going to um, start uh, talking about some Thanksgiving facts. And before I uh, share what I have as far as that goes, I'm wondering if um, either of you ladies in your research have anything interesting to share with us. Go ahead, Denise. Um, Well, you have down here that the woman who said uh, Mary had a little lamb is also responsible for Thanksgiving's recognition as a national holiday. And so I had to find out if Mary had a little lamb is a true story. And it is. So that's my little tidbit that you had notes for. Like, the lamb really followed her to school. It's a real legit story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you you know any more details beyond that, or? Um, The lamb had to go back. It could not stay at school. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it would be a little bit disruptive for the kids. I could have more notes on that, but I I just thought that was a funny story. I wasn't looking for more than that. Is there anything, is there anything you would like to add, Naomi? Uh, not at the moment. All right. Well, then I'll just go through some of this other stuff um, that I found about our great holiday Thanksgiving. It says, in 1863, writer and editor Sarah Josephina Hale convinced President Lincoln to officially declare Thanksgiving a national holiday that recurred every year. She wrote countless articles and letters to persuade the president, and the rest is history. And somehow this does not surprise me because... Abraham Lincoln, and it's kind of sad when you realize that he ended up being assassinated, but he had a a literal open-door policy as the president of the United States. His office was frequently open, and people could just walk into the White House back then and ask to see the president, and he would usually see them. And he actually grew grew his beard at the request of a little girl who said that it might um, make him look more presidential. So... He's and he's known for his beard, so it's just kind of interesting that it was a little girl that um, 
persuaded him to do that. Which, and Thanksgiving had been around for, well, like, since the pilgrims. But uh, Washington had done it, too, because I did a little research on that. But Sarah was 74. She was like, chop, chop, listen to me. Let's get this done. <laughs> and while we're, while we're talking about that, we might as well mention that Franklin Delano Roosevelt, at one point, moved Thanksgiving to the third Thursday of November, of, rather than the fourth, because he thought that it would increase the Christmas shopping season and thus boost the economy. But when it didn't do it to the degree that he was hoping, moved it back to the fourth Thursday, and so here we are. And incidentally, it will be the earliest it can possibly be this year, because Thursday... Uh, no, was the first of November was a Thursday, so Thanksgiving will be Thursday, November twenty second. The earliest it can possibly be on the calendar being the fourth Thursday. And then, um, the first Macy's Thanksgiving parade didn't feature any balloons, but when the parade made its big debut in nineteen twenty four, it had something that might be even cooler. It had real live animals. From the Central Park Zoo. I don't now, think there were many balloons back in 1924. Now, I <laughs> the first balloon was 1927. We could play Jeopardy. So <laughs> yes, that's I have that on here too, and it's a good housekeeping illustrator that designed the first Macy's Thanksgiving parade balloons, and. Um, it says German American illustrator Tony Starg, who completed illustrations for Good Housekeeping, also had a passion for puppetry, which he used to make amazing floats come to life. Must have been a bit of a mechanical whiz, too. Yeah, no kidding. He must have. But now they're a big deal, and people, you know, people always try to outdo each other with what's the newest, best balloon going to be. Um, I still like the classic ones, though. Like Snoopy yes. and Woodstock and those. Well, it's always fun to see some of the really nutty parade floats. Like, there was one for one of the Rose Bowl parades where it was just in an arena, and they had a band in there, and it came up, and they were already playing music. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah the Rose Bowl, you know, sometimes if we ever do a do a fact, do just a bunch of trivia facts for New Year's, we should talk about that because the Rose Bowl Parade is pretty amazing too. All the fresh cut roses that oh, they the use. Rose Parade is my absolute favorite. I have to watch. You came over this year and mm-hmm. watched it with me. And I will admit that I don't watch any of these parades. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but so you, my, last year with Denise was my first time. But you enjoyed watching it with Denise, hooked. right? You're yeah. hooked on the it Rose was Parade. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And uh, you can and make so it's nice seeing the kids play the instruments too mm-hmm. in the marching yeah. bands. Mm-hmm. We have a couple the Macy's one, though, I really like that when they do the um, Broadway shows. That's always my favorite. <laughs> Broadway on parade. Yeah, they always do that <laughs> part where they start stop at the star and they do their little bit. I'm like, oh, that is so cool. Yeah, so we have a couple more facts to share. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird, not the eagle. <laughs> Which we could just go on and on about this, but okay. I'm pretty sure you got laughed at that I one. I do. <laughs> I mean, turkeys, the only thing we have to say for that is, like, they're hard to catch, though my son did hit one this year, and they can do some damage to a vehicle. But I don't know what was the reasoning <laughs> behind that. Does anybody know? For I'm, the I'm national not, bird? Yeah. I, I'm not real sure. Um, I think he... I think being semi-portly himself, maybe that was part of why he wanted I a portly like bird. I feel like there was more of a reason and, to it than well, that. Well, are probably. There, are there turkeys I think it in might, 
I think it might have had something know. to do with turkeys kind of being a symbol of prosperity. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But well, there's also there's also a fair number of turkeys out east. But that's something for you as the audience to dig up and send to Andrew at speakingforhim.com for inclusion in a future episode. I'm really thankful it's not, though, because turkey's good for Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. <laughs> well, Benjamin Franklin is also a bit of a prankster, so he might have put that in for <laughs> that a joke. That's true. As a matter of fact, Americans eat 46 million turkeys each Thanksgiving. Well, what's our, what is our population in the country now? Does anybody know? I'm pretty sure it's quite a bit higher than 50 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's, that seems kind of low actually. But there are people that eat other stuff on Thanksgiving, so. This is true. There's the Thanksgiving goose, the Thanksgiving ham. Oh, mm-hmm. my brother takes like these, um. There's the tofurkey. Yeah. <laughs> he takes like pork chops and stuffs it with stuffing and wraps it in bacon. It's. Or, or the, or the chicken and the duck and the turkey. Yes, that thing. The yeah. turducken? Yes. Yummy. Well, anything wrapped in bacon is good. Always. The <laughs> yeah. Anything wrapped in the bacon. All right, now we're going to share some Thanksgiving memories and maybe even, uh, maybe food will be associated with these memories, but, uh, it's Denise, Thanksgiving. I'm <laughs> sure it is. Denise, do you have anything to share with us in that regard? Well, um, it depends. I have recipes for you. I have favorite things to eat. And I have a funny story. So you kind of get to decide what you want to hear first. Uh-oh. I have books. I have ever We're <laughs> set. We, we can right. go on and on. Well, how about a story and a recipe in whatever right. order you want to share them? So, the turkey. I was raised on a farm, and um, we had this turkey, and we loved him. And um, <laughs> at the time, I was pregnant, and my husband will say this is not true, but it is. He wanted to name our firstborn child Howard Harold. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. And, I mean, it was sweet. He had a reason why he wanted him named that, and Jake says that this is not true, but it is. And uh, so I, being very pregnant, decided that I would name the turkey Harold because we liked the turkey. And then if we gave it a name and it was the name of could be our firstborn child, we would not eat him. And my dad said, we live on a farm and we are going to eat turkey. And he did. He butchered that turkey out and it was on the table. And I mean, it was comical because we all looked at that turkey and went, I can't eat Harold. It was just, it was awful. Like, I will never forget this Thanksgiving. So, uh, and funny stories too, my mom has a great turkey song. I have to call her every year and I have to hear the turkey song while I'm watching the parade. I mean, like, I, Thanksgiving is my favorite. But I think Naomi has a really funny turkey story. She's shaking her head no. She does. She heard a story then. Well. <laughs> okay, so you most of the people, yeah. <laughs> most of the people that would have been there, or the guilty, yeah. <laughs> Just don't mention names. Yeah, good not to tell. So one year, my mom, um, they were younger. I was little. So one year, my mom, she had the turkey sitting. You don't have to have to take it out of the oven. You're supposed uh-huh. to let it sit, and she had it on the counter. And my parents normally do not allow animals in the house. But somehow my sister was able to convince them that she had to have an indoor cat. And you can already imagine where this is going. My mom had the turkey sitting there. She turns around. The cat is eating 
the turkey breast. So instead of having the grand display of the beautiful turkey, we served it sliced that year. None of it that was eaten by the cat was served. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of turkey still, what your mom should have done is my mom's recipe. Like, we're going to compare moms now. <laughs> so, my, we can. We have awesome moms. Uh, my mom, every year after, we, we don't eat a lot of turkey because, I mean, did you hear? My brother makes that pork thing wrapped yeah. in bacon. So, uh, she cuts it all up and then she puts it in the slow cooker. And so, she has the turkey, the gravy, stuffing. She mixes it all together and she just simmers that all day long. Mm-hmm. And then we eat it on homemade cornmeal rolls. I usually won't even eat the turkey. I just eat that. It is the best. And then she always sends it home with me, and I freeze it because, like, you have so much. But it is yes. so delicious. If you want a new way to use up your turkey, do that. I'm telling you, you cannot go wrong. Well, AJ did say the best way. Sorry. The best way is to eat everything all at the same. You know, cranberry, turkey, stuffing, all at the same time. So, so what's your favorite? You should go to your mom's house. We'd let you. Um, so what are your favorite dishes? What are your favorite foods for Thanksgiving? Okay, my mm. favorite is pecan pie, uh, which my sister Hope graciously provides every Thanksgiving. And, Good job, Hope! And she adds chocolate chips, so it's a pecan <laughs> chocolate chip pie. Uh, so and, that's the reason he likes it. And here's the thing. I always say to myself, because I like it so much that I'm going to eat two or three pieces. But the good thing about pecan pie, for those of us who shouldn't eat three pieces, <laughs> is that it's so rich that after the first big piece... You're done. You're yeah. done. You can't really eat a second piece. You so, can later. Well, you can. And I, and I do. Believe me. But I appreciate that. And on Thanksgiving memories, I was trying to think about things that stick out about Thanksgiving... And I think I really do appreciate Thanksgiving a lot because it's not associated with um, gift giving. You're not; it's not associated with a lot of family gatherings. It's usually just one primary family gathering. And I remember, I think it was Thanksgiving of 1999. Um, we knew that my grandmother, my dad's mom, was dying, and so we called. All the family together. We had a bunch of his family, my cousins from his side, my uncle from Texas, and it was a really big crew that is normally not that big for <laughs> Thanksgiving. And, and we had really good conversation, and it was great that we did it because my grandma ended up passing away the following New Year, New Year's of 2000. But it's a memory that I will always have mm-hmm. and I will always cherish of that last Thanksgiving because my uncle who was in Texas didn't come home very often. And so it was just great to have him there. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as overly large Thanksgivings go, uh, my family is now so large that I cannot see them all on Thanksgiving. Wow. <laughs> and that's really where my family is getting because yes. we were together. We were all together a few weeks ago for my grandfather's funeral. For the first time in four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Do you have now, a lot of siblings? No, actually, I only have two siblings. However, my aunt, who is my mother's eldest sister, currently has 25 grandkids. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. So, yes, there's a lot. <laughs> That's so a lot of food. I get, to, I get to go to two Thanksgiving dinners every year. Wow. One on my mom's side of the family and one on my dad's side of the family. <laughs> yeah. Except for my dad's side of the family, we don't all get – 
aren't all able to get together. Mm-hmm. Last time I can clearly remember us all together, and that was something like 30 or 40 of us, mm-hmm. was when I was, um, what, a junior in high school? I was like 17 wow. or so. And my mom made decided to make turkeys for the turkeys for that year because we always split up who got made what. Mm-hmm. It took three enormous, you know, 10 pound turkeys to feed wow. all of us, and there weren't wow. any leftovers. Wow, <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> I mean, and nowadays we, you know, eat lunch, and it's this big lunch, and then we eat dinner, and it's still. Lunch. Yeah. Yeah. And you get the next day for the next week, it's still Thanksgiving. You know, some people resent leftovers. But I love Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. leftovers. But when when you're in a big family and, you know, you stretch things, you have leftovers until they're gone. I, when so, my, when we do Thanksgiving, I do not plan on cooking for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, kid, kids, you know, boys, this is it. Like, you see what's on the table here for Thanksgiving? It's all we're eating for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Thanksgiving's good great. Good thing I like turkey sandwiches because I, I love Thanksgiving leftovers. Actually, nowadays, I've, because we've been making turkey and ham, I tend to go for the ham sandwiches because mm-hmm. it's the pot roasted ham and it's, mm-hmm. Pineapple in it is oh, oh yeah. so good. Yeah. Okay, so Naomi, did you tell us what you go for on the Thanksgiving table? The stuffing. My mom <laughs> makes the best stuffing, and my sister Anna got married and moved to Iowa, and she made my mom's <laughs> stuffing, and everyone was like, "It's actually good." <laughs> and Anna was Unfortunately, like, yeah. Iowa recipes are a little bit dated for stuffing. Yeah, I used to live there. Uh, in the northwest corner. Oh, really? So, so yes. I heard a story recently about somebody who loved their grandmother's stuffing, and they thought it was the greatest stuffing in the world. And then years later, they found out that it was just stovetop. It had been a recipe that had been passed down <laughs> yes. for multiple generations, only to find out that it was stovetop stuffing. <laughs> You would make that even more funny is if there's the family recipe that Stovetop bought. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. That would be even more funny, yes. I used to love the old Stovetop stuffing ads, though, because the kid would come over to his friend's house for dinner and it, and he'd say, what are you – he'd say, do you want to stay for dinner? And he said, what are you having? And then he, if he said Stovetop, he, he called him – he called his parents up and yeah. said he was staying for dinner. Yeah. And there was one ad where the kid went home to his parents after eating at his friend's house and they had stovetop. So he had stovetop yes. twice. We'll have to find that commercial which, and yeah. post it in the notes which or works something. For, for teenagers because teenagers are always hungry. Yeah. I have a, teenager, true. I have a true. teenage cousin that eats even more than I did when I was a teenager and I didn't do too shabby. If you're an active – if you're very active, especially sports as a teenager, you burn through a ridiculous number of calories. Denise uh, knows about that. My <laughs> youngest, Abe, he's 12. He came home from practice the other day, and he made a package of hot dogs, and he ate five hot dogs Whoa. in uh, buns uh, for an after-school uh, snack. And I, I couldn't went, eat that for a meal. I'm just going to cry. I'm just going to cry now. <laughs> and then he ate supper later, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, of I can't course. even eat more than two of those you know, packaged yeah. hot dogs because it makes me feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> like a sad subject yeah. we're talking about good things giving food uh, all right well as we wrap up this thanksgiving i've had a lot of fun with you guys just sitting around chatting about thanksgiving's past and just fun memories um and incidentally if you in listener land have any recipes or any thanksgiving memories you want to share go to facebook.com speaking for him 
and post those because we may need re- – I mean we can always use recipes, especially if they're dessert. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. We have so. – um, so if with the long Thanksgiving weekend and all that kind of fun stuff, there's a couple of – Naomi brought in a book uh, – if you've watched Monumental, it's Kirk Cameron's. That really tells the great – it's a great movie. Have you watched this? Has anyone watched this? I, have I don't think so, no. In the studio, I, so don't, I don't think so. So I've it's a documentary. That. So, you know, you might think it's boring, but it's not. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it talks about how the pilgrims actually came over and it tells the true story and how they were persecuted. And it really brought it more home to me and, like – from a mama's heart, you're reading how the women, most of the mothers died that first mm-hmm. year just protecting oh, yeah. their kids. I mean, was, not to bring it downer, but they fought so hard to come here. And, um, and, and then when they got here, they almost all died. I know. <laughs> and, and, you know, and we just take it. I feel like so often we take it for granted. Well, we do. But I love Thanksgiving. I love that. Like you said, it's just simple. It's just you're just thankful. How can you not have a good time when you're just sitting there thinking about all the things you're thankful for? So that's and a unfortunately, great unfortunately, in history class, they kind of brush over it. Yeah. So go ahead. And for kids, we have Rush Revere and the Brave Pilgrims by Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> now, this I strongly suggest getting the book because the <laughs> illustrations in it are hilarious. It's Show a, him the one with the wooden shoes. It is, yeah, the horse is wearing wooden shoes. <laughs> the horse is named Liberty yeah. and uh, also we, we, our dog. We may name. stick up one or two of these illustrations yeah. um, oh, it's a, on the Facebook page it's or a the great book club book, page but it is so, so you can see what we're talking about. There's so much history in it. Um, it's, uh, I'm showing you the picture. Yeah. She's taking a picture. But yeah, in uh, Rush reads the book and it reads really funny and we have been listening to that as a as an audio book and we read the book so it's both it counts as both we were having a debate earlier if audiobooks are really books but yeah it's it is such a fun book it really makes your kids interested and they come away with a lot of facts it's it's a good book and naomi's got a book that she brought in too mm-hmm. i'm probably gonna say her last name wrong it's margaret pumphreys I guess so. Um, Pilgrim Stories, it's actually a children's book, but it is, so sorry, I should have had this ready. Um, it is approved by the Pilgrim, like if you go to the Plymouth Plantation oh, yeah. in Massachusetts, which my parents went to, and they said it is amazing. I, I actually I went there in it. 97, and I really enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. I've heard everyone loves yeah. Pilgrim Plantation, Jamestown. The only thing, is, the only thing mm-hmm. is, because it's historic, it's not necessarily accessible. So there were some things that I had to hang out in the village instead of going into the buildings. But mm-hmm. that's yeah, only because that's they want to preserve the historical details. Right. So I kind of get that. Right. Well, back in that day, people would have actually just carried you into yes. the building. Well, yes. I, well, well I would have <laughs> died back in that day, let's be honest. Well, yes, so that I'm is true. So I'm grateful to live when I do. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for sharing those Thanksgiving resources. I do appreciate it. So as we close out this Thanksgiving podcast, which um, I have to say one of the biggest challenges but the greatest challenges of having a podcast for as long as I have is coming up with new Thanksgiving podcasts. I believe this is basically our seventh Thanksgiving podcast because we did a Thanksgiving podcast just a couple weeks in when we first started and we've done one every year. So it's kind of a challenge to come up with new material. So I thank uh, Denise and Naomi for their contributions. And now I just want to go around the studio 
And thinking about 2018 specifically, what are you really thankful for as we're sitting here today? So let's start with Naomi and we'll go around the room from there. Well, as Denise knows and all of you know, we did get to travel around the country with my husband while he worked. He was working. We were traveling. <laughs> and so we got to see Mount Rushmore and so I many other. I still want other... to see that even though I went to see it and it was too foggy. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had gorgeous weather. Times. Gorgeous weather. Go in the summer. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah. And so we got to see so many great places. My children have swam in almost, I think, all of the oceans and, <laughs> you know, the, the experiences that we got to have. So I'm just really, really thankful for that. And, um, yeah, there's just – I have so much more, but that's the highlight of this year. So um, I didn't think about this ahead of time. So as Naomi was talking, I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, what should I say? <laughs> so uh, if we – you had me in for the first time when I was talking about how this year that I left my job and I'm a stay-at-home mom now. And um, I am really thankful for that. That has been a great year. God's taught me a lot of things. Um my word for the year was joy. There were so many things he's taught me through that. And when I look back on this year, I will always, I will always look back at how awesome that was. It, I'm so thankful that I have been able to be home this last year with my four boys. Mm-hmm. I, I think the thing that I'm most thankful for this year was, um, the, the time, the, the well, a couple of things. Number one. I was able to pay off my van, which was huge. Um, <laughs> you had a party, uh, didn't you? Yeah. I did have a party. Not very many people came, but I had a party. Um, but the, but just the way God worked to pay off $23,000 or $29,000 in 23 months. It was wow. crazy amazing how God worked that out. And I'm, you know, I'm over the moon excited about that. Um, because thanks to that, I'm able to, as I'm working this fall and spring at the school, put a lot of money away, which I'm very thankful for. Um, I'm also thankful for recent times with my grandfather um, sitting in his garage, looking across the the driveway at the condo over to a little woods there, and he would animal watch all day out there. And because he was out there in the garage, then... I would sometimes just pull up next to him and talk to him about life. And I didn't know at that time that his time was drawing to a close. I mean, I kind of knew. We talked about it off and on through the years. He was ready to go, you know, a long time ago. And he would talk about how he didn't want to be here anymore. And we would say, well, we need you, Grandpa. And I'm just so thankful that in the last couple months that he was alive, that I had those opportunities to talk to him. Because if he hadn't been outside in the garage, he probably would have been upstairs. Um, and he may or may not have come downstairs to see me because I would always go in the walkout basement. Um, and he, I would often see him as I was leaving, but it was just great to have those conversations. And then even though it was a funeral to see so many family and relatives that mm-hmm. I don't normally see very often and just the blessing of my, my work family. I continue to be constantly humbled by the fact that I get to work at the Potter's House High School and the fact that a temporary job was able to turn into a permanent position. Mm -hmm. Um, I still pinch myself on payday 
I actually get paid <laughs> to do what I get to do. Um, because I volunteered there for a long time, and so I can truly say that the paycheck feels like a bonus. And I'm just so blessed to have the work family that I do. And, of course, I couldn't end without talking about the wonderful work of my um, podcast family. And I thank Naomi for all her work. And I thank Denise for coming in and joining our crew and getting me reinvigorated and giving me new ideas. And um, Denise will be a regular because she has a lot of good ideas. And so as we go, <laughs> as we go I in, love that in writing. Like I want to bring that home and say, I have lots of good ideas. You should listen as, to as, <laughs> uh, as But we, thank I, you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, and, and, and if we ever get Jason in the studio, then I will reiterate it. <laughs> well, well, he's in the room. Wow, I think I can call him. I think you can call him today. <laughs> but anyway, I truly am thankful because sometimes you get to a point where you, when you're on a project like this, where you feel like you're alone and you feel like you get burnt out, but God is faithful to provide the right people. And we wouldn't even be doing this podcast today if it wasn't for the fact that Dan stepped up and said, I will be your producer because Adam and Chad, who I'm also grateful for, had to step away in this year of 2018. And so, I think Dan is doing a great job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dan. Uh, so 2019 is going to be a very interesting year for us. I know it will be. And hopefully there will be a lot more surprises to come. I know some of you continue to ask me about the Pilgrim's Progress recording. I still want to do it, but every time... I start to think I'm going to schedule it, then some kind of upheaval happens. So hopefully we can get through um, the next couple months of winter without upheaval, and this spring we can finally record it. I'm excited <laughs> for that and excited for what's to come. So what so, have you got, Dan? Oh, well, speaking of surprises, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, – when <coughs> excuse me. When Andrew sent out his little text to people to say, well, do you know anybody you can help produce? He knows how to run a soundboard. My cousin shows up and says, hey, Dan, you want to help Andrew? I says, well, sure, I'll talk to him. Next thing I hear from Andrew, I'm grateful you said okay, you're yeah. going to help. <laughs> I think that was God going, okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, I, was like uh, I just thought I was supposed to talk to you to see if this could work out. All of a sudden, I get dropped out. What the? Yeah. Okay, let's go with it. I, I, don't, I don't recall it being in that phraseology, but if, if it was, I apologize. But I'm grateful that you came out to see what we do and that, and that it was something that you thought you could add to your schedule. And, yeah. uh, I'll trust that the Lord will, will work and. Well, I kind of figured it out after the first time showing up, then, oh yeah, God probably wants me to help out, so might as well do it, right? Yep. <laughs> but no, as for thankful things, uh, you guys don't know this because I've you don't know me all that great, but the year previous to this in 2017, I had a blind roommate who likes to go to church whenever he feels like it, but he's really not a Christian, and he most of the time he doesn't like God, and um, in 2017 he was going to get kicked out because he couldn't pay his rent, and so I let him be my roommate. And, you know, I worked, you know, I was there for him, you know, I helped him out for a whole year. And then the year I was like, ah, I'm just so burned out. I mean, it's in January when my rent is, when my lease was up at the end of January. At the beginning of January, I said to my pastor, you know, I got to find a new place. 
And then a friend of mine showed up or sent me a text two days later. Hey, do you want to stay with us? Mm. Well, it colored me surprised because I had only talked to my pastor and he hadn't talked to anybody <laughs> else yet. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it so fun when God works those things out? You know, oh, when you, yes. you think you've got it all planned out and then God just goes... Bam. Well, you know, I you didn't have a you plan at all. <laughs> Here, let me show you. Let me show you how much better it can be. To be honest, to be honest, I had tried to help my roommate with his issues with God several times, and he burned me every time. And at the end of the year, I was completely burned out. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I couldn't do it anymore. I was super depressed. I didn't. I got to my friend's house, and he told a joke, and I laughed, and then I realized. This is the first time I've actually laughed in approximately one year. Wow. At all. That's how bad it was getting for me. Wow. You know, I mean, you try to help people, but there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. So I was extremely grateful that I could move from, you know, this atmosphere that was killing me spiritually, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. to an atmosphere that's much better for me. But, you know, I still have tons of scars to work out at this point, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God is faithful. You know, I think a lot of times we think that things are going to get better overnight. But, <laughs> we know, but, well, if, but the reality is that God brings us through processes. Yep. And yes. he doesn't always bring us out of things. I was preaching about this not too long ago. The fact that when, we are, when we're suffering, our first thought is, bring me out of it, Lord. Please. But, but usually, <laughs> I shouldn't say usually, but often what he says is, no, but I am going to walk with you through it. Yeah, and that Natalie Grant so. song, King of the World, um, that's such a good song. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, not putting God in that box. You know, who, who are you to say? He's the King of the World. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to that when you were saying that. Well, All right. Well, I, yeah. I, do you have anything else to add? I was going to say, there's the Bible verse that where God asks, um, who are you to understand my thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yes. My thoughts are as far above your thoughts as the sky is above an ant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that really like, is true. Mm-hmm. So, I have well, a quote here from Abraham Lincoln, if you want to end with that. All right. When he made the proclamation of Thanksgiving, I felt like it might be, you know, yes. thematic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a great speech. It's very short. Uh, and actually, I have to thank Abe, my youngest, because he asked me about this. I'm like, I don't even Was know. Was he named after Abe Lincoln by any chance? No, but he did dress as Abraham Lincoln one time. <laughs> so we Cute. have that. But it says, to these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed, that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. And I read that and it just jumped out at me because so often... We don't look at all those God moments, all those things to say thank you for, all the little things like really good coffee, (laughs) really, you know, just all the little gifts he gives us every day. Mm -hmm. Food, shelter, clothing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, with that, I think we will say have a great Thanksgiving. And like I said, continue to join us through the coming weeks because in a couple weeks we're going to kick off our Advent celebration. We want you to be here. Um, and of course we'll have a great show next week as well. So for now, I'll just say, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters and don't spend too much on Black Friday.
<laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 